I think, can sense it right now. To go inbound to Weatherspoon with one. Weatherspoon puts up the three. It's no good! The Liberty Flames are still dancing. And the flame to the biggest victory in school history. Georgia to inbound, gets to the AC. Deep three, pull up. Larry Blair reverse layup, up and in, and he's fouled. Man, you talk about the degree of difficulty. With two, Georgie at the buzzer. Got it! He got it! Darius McGee, a game for the ages. And Liberty wins four games in the Big South Tournament to take home the 2013 crown. Look at Bio Baxter Bell. 25 for Colin Porter. Holmes lead. Splash. Shiloh Robinson with an effort play. And Liberty keeps on coming. A huge basket by Kyle Rowe. Got it! Pacheco with the three. Liberty, put your dancing shoes on. Well, hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Sea of Red Basketball Podcast. On a great time to be a Liberty Flaves fan, uh, following an incredible weekend for Liberty, Nick Kirby, Will Matthews, and we're going to jump right in because we got a special guest, Rocco Miller, who I know is on a time crunch as uh, he's got a busy, busy week. Rocco, what's going on, my man? How you guys doing? Congratulations on being Myrtle Beach champions in 2023. And uh, I think more importantly, how exciting is the rest of the season now that you've got that championship under your belt? Yeah, what a, an incredible weekend for Liberty. Rocco, you were there for Thursday and Friday for the first two games. Uh, I felt like Liberty, that win over Furman, just really set them up for the entire weekend. Is that kind of how you felt? I did, yeah, and I really think that game, particularly with a couple minutes till halftime, was very dead even. You know, maybe the first 17, 18 minutes of the game, and then all of a sudden, that little spurt to close the half, Flames go into the break up by five, a couple great shots there, as we ended up seeing throughout the entire tournament, almost from then on out. Um, you know, Furman, unfortunately for them, they had a couple guys go down, I think one in that game, and then had just all sorts of roster issues throughout the tournament, but... That's, that's got nothing to do with Liberty. I think Liberty seized control of that game right out of the second half. Um, there was about a 12 – if you include the last two minutes of the first half, the first eight or nine, ten minutes of the second half, there's about a 10 to 12-minute stretch where Liberty just outscored him by 17, and that was all the difference in the world. Furman could not recover from that. And, um, you know, I, I just think overall the way Liberty plays, the spacing, the patience, you know, it just seems like the, in both games, Thursday and Friday that I was at, they kind of felt things out for a while, almost like a boxer, took their time, uh, were patient, didn't rush anything. And then as soon as they had their chance to pounce, they really laid it on both Furman and then uh, the next night against uh, Wichita State. Rocco, what yeah. was your thoughts on uh, on Kyle Road? I know obviously he came in first team all-conference USA, but it felt like he really turned a lot of eyes that, hey, I can really be a big-time player. Is that kind of what you felt? I mean, first of all, tr just a tremendous leader, you know. So in the Furman game, when it was tight, they started having Road bring the ball up as as a just a 
you know, he, he demonstrated he can play all five positions, I think, throughout the tournament. And in times of need, matchup dependent, I'm sure he can bring the ball up and really calm the offense down. And I think what Liberty does so well, no matter if it's him or Porter or Matheny bringing the ball up, you've got so much action. Guys are never just standing around. They're always moving. That was such a big difference between what Liberty was doing and the other seven teams I saw out there. Um, so so Rode himself, not only that, he's an unbelievable passer. He had a good amount of assists. Uh, I think even in the 31-point performance, he had four assists in that game. And, and um, you know, so I think – the way Liberty plays is it's just they all have so much trust in each other, find the open man, patient, wait for the right look. And that is just almost when all five guys can knock down shots, how do you defend that? And um, Rhodes, obviously the catalyst, the most experienced. And I think he, as the leader, he, in, from what I could observe, instills confidence in a lot of the supporting casts around him. Yeah, I, I feel like they're uh... – they kind of feel like David and Goliath or something right now because they're just beating all the – I mean, they're undefeated, but they're beating all the undefeated teams that they've played so far. As far as um, Conference USA being uh, probably a one-bid league, um, what does a tournament like this do for Liberty's opportunity to build a resume? In general, like the Myrtle Beach Invitational being an ESPN event would usually be a huge win and, and full of a couple, you know, you'd have to win a couple power five games to get to the top, to trophy. Uh, mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, they went with a whole mid-major approach, you know, and I think even after the first day, it was clear to me Liberty was the best team. But I think when it comes to NCAA selection and if Liberty somehow falls short in the Conference USA tournament, but if let's say they run away with the league, I mean, this tournament's huge for them just to build that resume. They can get there with a, an accumulation of a lot of wins, you know, historically you would probably need about 28 wins or more, which is a super fine line. Can't not many, uh, not many, not much room for error, not, not many room for, uh, for losses. But I, I do think, you know, unfortunately, unless Furman, unless Wichita state and unless Vermont just has unbelievable seasons and can play their way into the top hundred, top 75, the top 50 is probably unrealistic for any of the three. It's just probably a cluster of Q2 and Q3 wins at the end of the day. And to the committee, it all looks the same. They, you know, when they're looking at a sheet full of 30 different games, it, it all just kind of blends together, right? So uh, I think for the Flames, they use it as a springboard of confidence. They're going to go to that Florida Atlantic event pretty soon. And, um, you know, they'll have more opportunities coming up soon. So you kind of view it more as probably this is the kind of thing that separates you from a, a- – 12 and 13 seed uh you still have to win your tournament but it, it's probably just more along the lines of of helping move you up the, the ladder in terms of the the pecking order should you win the conference usa tournament yeah absolutely so i think there's two two trains of thought so one the first train of thought is resume you have to get selected by your resume if you're going to be in that large bid so you got to go out and you got to beat teams in the in the top quad you've got to beat teams that are going to be in the field typically and the only way you can overcome that, maybe like a Wofford of a few of a few years ago, or there's been a few exceptions. Buffalo was very dominant as a five seed. If you go out and dominate everybody by double figures, like you've done so far, that's that's kind of another interesting avenue. Like if they play their way into the top 25 of net, I think if the net came out tomorrow, Liberty would probably be a top 25 net team, just looking at those scores and the type of teams they played. So nowadays there's a few other ways to get in, but in general, yes, let's just go with conventional wisdom. You need a resume. And then from there, everything else, all your performance stuff is going to help you with your seat. 
Rocco, was there anyone uh, on Liberty that that you went away coming into the season not expecting much, and, and you saw them play for two days, and you went, wow, that player is a lot better than I thought they were? Well, I was really impressed with Colin Porter. I mean, he went uh, he's out there pretty much the whole game, every game. He doesn't look like much. He's tiny. He looks, you know, I think he's my height or shorter. I mean, it, I used to play pickup ball kind of like he does, but not, not nearly as good as him. Um, I went back and looked all three games. He only turned the ball over twice the entire tournament. And for all the minutes he played, I mean, it's so hard to find a point guard that can do that. And he, he touches the ball almost every possession, even if he's just, you know, swinging it around the wing or, you know, he's always getting his hands on the ball. He also made some unbelievable passes. He had a pass, I think it was Wichita State game, where he passed the ball between the defender's legs to a to a, uh, to a teammate. He had a couple no-look passes. And um, he's just kind of like the steady Eddie, never, never too high, never too low, always confident, always chin up. I mean, it's really, really hard to teach some of the intangibles and fundamentals that that guy's got. And I've watched, you know, I've watched Matheny for years at Bowling Green, so that's, I think that's just a perfect fit for Liberty's system and offense. And I think outside of that, you know, I, I missed some of the final, but I went back and watched the highlights. Cleveland, of course, came up big time in that game. And I, I just think overall, you know, Porter's the answer to your, to your question, but I think overall just, just all those parts working together, like I said in the beginning, there's no way to really key in on one guy, not even road, because everybody can beat you on, the, on this Liberty team. What was the the atmosphere at the the tournament like? It was pretty low key, quite frankly. Um, you know, there was a good amount of Wichita fans. I'd say they had the most, um, and that makes sense. They always travel well, no matter where they go. And then I think, you know, surprisingly, Coastal hosted. I, I don't even know if I saw one Coastal fan. I, you know, we're on their campus. <laughs> we're on their campus, and students are walking around. I don't think students even knew there was games going on. They're probably like, "Why are these guys in suits walking around?" So that was really interesting. They, you know, um, nothing against Cliff Ellis. He's a 50-year head coach legend. Mad respect for his career. But, man, there's just no culture of basketball there. They're a great baseball program, great uh, football. You know, they, you guys took their football coach. But, you know, in general, uh, basketball is like bottom of the list uh, from what I could tell. And then I think, um, you know, even Furman and College of Charleston being somewhat close by, I expected more people. Furman was decent, but – um, yeah, uh, it, it was it was really low key, and I think the other interesting thing is if you ever go to it, uh, all the hotels are by the beach. It takes thirty minutes to get back and forth to Conway. Uh, that, that was a little painful because there was a couple times I would have loved to just, you know, middle of the day get back, get a shower, come back, and it, 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 you know you were in it for the long haul if you were there. So, in in my shoes at least. So uh, before I get you out of here, Rocco, appreciate you taking some time. You're yep. at it. What what tournament are you at right now? I'm at the SoCal Challenge, and so um, we just got done with the first two games this afternoon. And in the night session, it'll be really late where you guys are, but, uh, man, it's going to start at probably 10 o'clock local, 1 o'clock Eastern time. So if you're up really late, I'll get to see maybe your, uh, one of your main co competitors this year, the UTEP Miners. They're off to an undefeated start. Really curious to see what they got. Um, Golding's in a, Joe Golding, head coach, is in his third year. We talked about them a little bit on your, on your preview show here. Um, I'm really, really intrigued by them. They're going to play California out of the Pac-12. I think actually the uh, the sports book has UTEP favored by a couple points. So I think it's going to be a great game, and and uh, look forward to reporting back with what I what I know about UTEP after this week. Any other observations about uh, a conference USA? I know uh, Louisiana Tech uh, uh, just got a big waiver uh, uh, approval. Any That's other huge. observations early in the year? 
Well, first of all, that's that's big time because that's that makes them a bona fide contender. They've already got the preseason player of the year. Now you throw Bacho in the mix. He was a difference maker even at the Power Five, you know, Big Twelve, best conference arguably in the com- uh, in the country. He was a difference maker there, so he's certainly going to be a huge impact player uh, down there in Ruston. Um, I also think you know Middle Tennessee's solid, but I think one of the big notes there is Cam Weston. Their point guard's out for the season. I think that really really hurts their chances, especially when you look at. Uh, competing with the likes of Liberty. I think Liberty's the bar. We can all agree there. And I, you know, like I said, I'm intrigued by this UTEP squad. I think Western Kentucky, you got to keep your eye on. That's a very excellent coaching staff, all new parts. I think a couple guys stayed from last year, but besides that, they're bringing in all new uh, players, personnel. But Steve Lutz's track record coming from 20 years as an assistant at Purdue, bringing Texas A&M Corpus Christi to two straight NCAA tournaments. He's a man that understands how the five-month season works. That team is just going to get better and better and better towards March. So, again, a, a team very capable, in my opinion, from what we know right now, of stealing a bid in in uh, the Conference USA tournament come come March. All right, Rocco. Well, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you, all your great coverage. Enjoyed uh, uh, following you at the Myrtle Beach Invitational, and uh, enjoy this tournament on the other side of the, uh, the States. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you following. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to doing it again. All right, take care, Rocco. Thank you. All right, Rocco Miller. He is the best. Uh, That guy's all over the place. He talks fast as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, good stuff. Well, uh, if you're just joining us, thanks for joining us. This is the Sea of Red podcast. We jumped right in. Rocco is on a time crunch. He's in between games right now, making some time for us. That guy's all over the country. Uh, just does uh, a great job uh, uh, covering uh, uh, college hoops. Uh, there we go. There we go. It was looking weird. All right. Hey, Nick, I, I was going to ask him a question, um, but let me ask you. Because um, you watch a lot. He watches a ton of basketball. He gets to go to these preseason tournaments uh, as he is now. <clears throat> Outside of the Conference USA, you stick that over to the side. Have you watched enough basketball to look at any of the mid-major conferences and be like, man, I'm really interested in seeing some how how that conference shakes out? The I always love the the Missouri Valley. That's kind of a fun one. Um, they, they've got a lot of new like Murray State's now in that league, so mm-hmm. there's some shifting around. I, I think that the it's funny because Liberty's beat the tar out of the two teams they've played. Now, granted, they're not the top of the, the league, and we'll see when uh, when uh, Florida Atlantic comes calling. But the new yeah. AAC, that's kind of a really fun league, um, you know, with UAB, with FAU. Um, those are probably the two that are maybe the most um, um, I- intriguing to me, at least uh, uh, so far. Okay. Uh, it's Yeah, I was going to say, like, the AAC, I feel like, is going to be very interesting with how Florida Atlantic performed last year. But I know that has no bearing on what we're looking at because Conference USA is a different conference as well. And right now, it looks like Liberty is um, – they're really uh, looking to uh, show the rest of the conference kind of what they have in the out-of-conference schedule. Yeah. Well, Will, um, we're going to bring on Richie Longshots tonight because, you know what, honestly, I'm a little pooped. I I had a long weekend, uh, obviously an enjoyable weekend, watched a lot of Liberty basketball. But, Will, I wanted to ask you, when you are feeling a little tired, where do you like to turn? 
I like to uh, sit back, have a little cup of coffee. Gives me the energy that I need. Uh, recently, um, we ran out of coffee at home. And uh, I said, hey, this is the perfect time for me to order some ironclad coffee. And it has not come in the mail yet. So I've got some K-cups to hold me over. But I ordered uh, some ground bare knuckle espresso. Okay. Really looking forward to that. And then I got the whole bean house of usher blend. Um, and that one had the most reviews, no bad reviews, all five star reviews. So I had to try the, the house of usher blend and, uh, I, that's the whole bean. So I'm excited to grind that up and, and, uh, try that out. Yeah. I'm excited as well. I got some on the way. Uh, can't wait for some of that, that ironclad coffee, uh, ironcladcoffee.com. Super easy, right? Will to order online. Um, and, and, and look, this is a company that supports Liberty Athletics. Um, so we need to support them back, and uh, we appreciate them uh, supporting uh, the Sea of Red Pockets. So of course, ironcladcoffee.com. Order online. Uh, you see it everywhere. Every I see everyone's tailgating. You know, most people tailgate with um, s- some other stuff, but at Liberty, we, t- we, we tailgate with Ironclad Coffee, <laughs> the drink of champions. And before I get myself in trouble, let's bring on Ricky Richie Longshots. <laughs> yeah, let's get Richie in trouble. How about that? Speaking, speaking of trouble, what's up, boys? <laughs> get y'all matching tonight. I know. How about that? How about totally it? planned it. <laughs> what's going on, Longshots? You know, not much. Just uh, I just got off the Peloton about ten minutes ago. I'm um, looking for anything to distract me from this football game. I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Eagles even more. So when you went, you want to go on the podcast tonight, tonight, I went, that's an easy one. I'm in. So I got that on the background, but I'm uh, excited to talk about Liberty basketball, 5-0. and oh, What a start. Oh, well, yeah. What a start. Who you got money on tonight? No, I got nothing. Nothing going on tonight. There's a wow. Monday night football game, and Richie Longshots has no money on the game. Nothing. No. No. I'm. You got to – you can't force betting. So many people out there just, just assume, you know, just because there's a football game, just because there's a basketball game, you have to bet it. It's a waste of money. Don't bet something you're not interested in. I'm not going to stay up and watch this entire game, so I'm not going to throw like throw money out there on it. So, Richie Responsibles in the house. Richie Responsibles in the house. Is that right. ironclad coffee? Is that uh, what that was? Yeah, it's cold, bro. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, 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 <laughs> that's what I drink at the tailgates. Uh, cold brew. I don't drink coffee. I've had two cups of coffee in the last 10 years, both uh, ironclad cold brew. There you go. All right. Well, let's get to some uh, some Liberty basketball conversation. Uh, today was a uh, uh, a cool day. I mean, honestly, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little overboard here. But when I see Liberty receiving votes in the AP top 25 poll, it's just it's uh, it's awesome, man. Like this is. Uh, you just think how far we've come. And, and I, I know people are like, oh, 30, 39th. I mean, there's like 358 college basketball yeah. teams. <laughs> I mean, you know, like like to, to be even, you know, receiving votes. And, and, and our guy Dave Reardon putting Liberty 20th in his poll. How about this legend? Uh, well, <laughs> what did you think when you kind of saw, you know, the, the AP votes? And then we also saw some uh, mid-majors uh, ranking Liberty number two. John Fanta, he had Liberty in his top 25. He's a Fox uh, sports analyst. Uh, what would you kind of think about all this attention uh, that Liberty's been getting? 
Oh, it's great. I, and a question for you. Is this the earliest we've been like kind of ranked this high? Like, you know, that the year we went to the, a uh, couple years we went to the tournaments, there was, you know, we were like in the others receiving votes and in the top 25, like the end of the year, the one, that one year, um, is this the earliest in like that we've ever talked about Liberty being rated this high? I I think if if um if I remember correctly, the Liberty's only received votes one time before. Um okay. and uh I'm actually pulling up John Manson's article because where else would you go for something like this? <laughs> uh, and, and he says it was the previous time came in 2018-19. Okay. Um in the um and i think that was right before the ncaa tournament but yeah. i believe the only votes that liberty got was from our guy dame dog like <laughs> so i mean like like these are like two guys that are one guy is um one guy's uh from dayton ohio represent ohio and the other guy's from hawaii so like like this is you know that this isn't like just you know a local guy you know, throwing Liberty 25th on the ballot, kind of throwing the bone, kind of like you see in like the MVP votes when, when someone gives someone a third place vote just because he's the local guy. Like this is like a legit, you know, uh, when you put Liberty 20th, I mean, like this guy, you know, legitimately uh, uh, thinks Liberty deserves to be ranked. And I mean, like, is Liberty a top 25 team? Probably not. Like I can't, like, I can't with a straight face be like, yeah, this is a bona fide top 25 team. But is there twenty? Is there twenty five teams that have accomplished more than what Liberty's accomplished so far this year? No chance. I don't even know if there's five teams that have accomplished what Liberty's accomplished so far this year. So it it, it kind of goes back to the thing of like, what do you value for um you know like for your rankings? Are you are you just like the twenty five best teams? Okay, Liberty might not be there, but the top twenty five most accomplished teams, Liberty's absolutely that so far. So um, that's uh. That's cool to see. Long shots. Any kind of thoughts on kind of just before we kind of get into some of these games, uh, some of like the, uh, uh, the the notoriety that that you saw today. So I think just the fact that you're playing in a preseason tournament that had games on linear television, um, playing ESPNU, then then to play on ESPN two was kind of like kind of huge deal. Yes, yeah, going up against uh, NFL games, but I was actually texting some of my Liberty friends. I said, "Hey, heads up, uh, preseason tournament." championship game and it's on espn too so you're not even gonna have to figure out your espn plus login uh and all that but a shout out to that hawaiian voter i don't know if he's hawaiian but he lives in hawaii uh he was also the only guy to give liberty football a vote in the beginning of the season for football so guys he's a big liberty fan so he i don't know if we gotta send him a care package or what we gotta do but uh shout out to that guy for believing in the flames Maybe maybe when Liberty went to that uh, Christmas tournament, maybe uh, maybe the maybe the boys were really nice to him on you know, press row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. He didn't forget it. No, I thought that's awesome. I love it. Uh, all right, let's get to some of these games. Uh, we do have Brody Peebles. Uh, you know, no, just Nate casual name drop coming up in about twenty minutes. Uh, excited to hear Brody. Brody was huge in uh, game number one uh, mm-hmm. against Furman because. Uh, this game was just so big for everything. Um, and it's kind of really cliche, but if Liberty loses this game, they go to the other side of the bracket. All right. Furman had to play Coastal Carolina, who's 279th in Ken Palm. And then they had to play Wyoming, who's like 178th. And Furman lost to Wyoming, 
Because Wyoming's not a, Wyoming's not a gimme game, but it's not like a game that Furman after losing this game had nothing really to gain from the rest of the weekend. So not only did Liberty beat a quality opponent in Furman, Liberty got a chance to play two other quality opponents. So that in itself was just so huge just to set up this whole weekend. But uh, Liberty came out ice cold in this game. I think they started yeah. like one for 11. Uh, Brody came in, was huge, was kind of that spark. And then once Liberty got rolling, they were just as dominant offensively as I think I've ever seen. What was uh, Will, what was your takeaway from this game? Yeah. Well, Furman didn't do much better coming out of the gate either. Um, both teams weren't all that great, but it, to me what stuck out was a lot of long possessions deep in the clock. Um, the defense from Liberty just really like locked down, and it was all about like getting stops and then getting the shots back on the other end. I thought they really did a, a great job of that. Um, I thought that's kind of what, while they were cold, that was what was keeping them in there. Mr. Longshots, what was your thoughts on this one? I just thought it was a complete team effort. Uh, was it five players in double digits? Something like that. It was uh, just a full team effort. Uh, started, you know, Will already said about starting slow. And that was kind of the theme throughout the entire tournament. But to, to there was never a doubt where I went, eh, I don't know if they can come back from this. There was always someone to hit that big shot to start that run. That Brody Peebles three in the corner, like we got to save that for when we need a big shot because uh, there were multiple times throughout this game and the others where it was uh, it was needed. Uh, it was the first game I got to watch. Um, not gonna lie, I had the game one on one of the side TVs. Uh, I was I had FDU on the main TV, and then I was driving down to Lynchburg for the Charlotte game. So I had to listen to it on the radio. So I was I was really locked into the game, but just a lot of players that got to really see explode. Um, Matheny has just kind of become the darling of Liberty Twitter right now. Everyone's out there. You know, shout out to the Matheny fans. I think they're calling themselves uh, meth heads. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, <laughs> just, a, just a complete game. And, you know, the stat on the screen, Colin Porter, eight assists, zero turnovers in 37 minutes. He's 18 years old. He he should be a freshman this year. He reclassified. So uh, I always try to throw that out there because he's, he's just a genuinely nice dude. We see him at the tailgates. I got to meet his dad. Uh, his dad's a solid dude. So uh, it, it's good to see a team that is having success on the court that they're they're legit stand-up dudes off the court. I, I feel like, uh, Richie, that was real. Furman game was really the first game I got the opportunity to lock in on. Didn't see Mid-Atlantic. Got to see bits and pieces of Charlotte. But that was my first time watching Caden Matheny too and I was just so impressed about the way he has like no fear driving to the yeah. basket um he's one of those guys like kind of like Brody that Richie is going to look at and he's gonna be like this is a guy that can create his own shot right here when the ball movement becomes too much um also in this picture of Colin Porter he looks like he could be Nick Kirby's son <laughs> I think I it might it. be related Hey, I can see it. he's from this neck of the woods. You know, we're not we're not too yeah. far apart. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Matheny's first step, though, when you know he's got the ball behind the three point line, his first step. There's not a lot of people in the country that can go with him, and the way he goes to the basket, like you said, just fearless up against guys six eight. He just gets up, and his release point. You know, talking X's and O's, his release point so high he gets up. 
that you know it's tough to block and then when you throw his speed into that it's yeah. so tough to defend and you have but at the same time you have to respect his three-point shot so he really is you know he fits this offense so well because he can do so much with the ball yeah, Matheny just feels like the absolute perfect fit, like for mm-hmm. for this team. Like, like you talk about, you know, guy. You can. It's great to have you know eight good players, but they have to all be able to play together. And he just he he like fills like the the needs of this team had. But I liked what well, well, what you said about how this team you know has these long possessions. But Richie, what you said about how this team this team is fast, and the announcers were talking about this a lot. Liberty's playing a slow tempo, but they're playing mm-hmm. very fast. Like it's not like you know dribbling around, running to the end of the shot clock, mm-hmm. and jacking something up. They're constantly working on offense, and they just feel like a team that is absolutely exhausting to try to guard against for for forty minutes of a game. And, and it's like, and it's, it felt like in all three games they literally just wore the other team down. Like, like yeah, you might be able to hang with us, but we're gonna score more by the end of the game. So. um yeah, that, that this Furman game, man, just completely set up uh, the entire weekend. The next game, Wichita State. This game was also really close at one point, and then Liberty just ends up uh, uh, cruising past Wichita at the end. Kyle Rowe was just unbelievable. 31 points, 7 for 13 uh, from 3. And then Zach Cleveland, who we'll get to from the final game, <laughs> didn't, didn't score at all in this game, but still had 9 <laughs> rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals. He was kind of all over the place, even though he didn't score. Um, and Liberty, they were just letting it fly. 40 uh, three-point attempts, second most they've ever uh, shot in a game against a Division One opponent. And I'm not sure if they won't break that again this year. Is it feels like this team is very much that we're going to shoot, we're going to shoot threes. But guys, Will and, and Richie, whoever wants to jump in, Liberty shot 40 threes, but it didn't feel like they were jacking up threes. Did you kind of feel that way? Yeah, I, unless I would have read that right now, I would never have thought that. Um, like, every, everything was very methodical. And, and sometimes, like, just, I don't know, like, X's and O's. Um, so, when I'm watching, sometimes, like, somebody will have, like, a wide open three. And I'm like, shoot the ball, right? And then they, they pass it off. It's like, everything's just very methodical. So, even then, like, I'm thinking, like, they probably could have shot more. Um, but... Yeah, um, the way like that they are just so patient is it's it's really fun to watch. Um, offensively, it's like uh, it reminds me of kind of like before Darius came, um, the pack line kind of like what you were just talking about with Furman. The pack line wore teams out. It was like Liberty was going to be in it. They're going to wear you out defensively. You're not going to be able to hang until Liberty is able to pull away. I feel like the offense is kind of what's doing that this time around. Like the offense is kind of wearing you out um, to put them away. No, but like you said, well, it didn't feel like they took that many threes. And I, I, I don't put this team in the category of the live by the three, die by the three, because if it's not falling, they could still make it work. So that's where I feel that it's it's not an issue. There, these are, there are going to be games they probably have a shot at breaking that that uh, that forty mark, but it's not a need. It's not like some of those uh, teams we've seen, Liberty included, that have to be hot from three in order to win a game. But it just comes back to that a team is the team's complete. Top eight, top ten guys. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, Cleveland, no points. Next game's totally different. So really. 
uh, just guys taking turns, just guys being dudes, just uh, sharing the ball. And, and, and you could tell it's a team. It's a complete team that they're all uh, taking those opportunities together. So it was great to see. But again, slow start and then just shutting teams down uh, in the final 10 minutes. And what's so impressive is that we're five games in and they already look like a machine that is yeah. well-oiled yep. and well-running. Um, yeah. Usually, like, I feel like it takes a little bit longer to see that kind of play, and it's already there. Especially after losing a generational talent. Like, yeah. we lost one of our goats, and there was a legit, like, hey, what's going to happen? Who's who's going to be the guy? And it turns out a lot of them are going to be the guy. So we're in a good spot. I like it. Well, speaking of the guy, Kyle Road, I, I tell you what, we spent like the whole podcast talking about this guy last week. And then he goes up and he's like winning some national players of the week. And, yeah. Uh, second straight week, he's conference USA player of the, the week. Uh, just an incredible performance in this game. And what you guys were talking about with the slow starts, remember last year, Road had a really, really slow start uh, shooting the three ball. It, and once he kind of got got it going midway through the season, he was really lights out throughout the end of uh, end of A-Sun play, and he was uh, lights out from three in the A-Sun tournament. But it felt like Kyle's really this year been like, hey, I got to get going from the, the jump. And we we underrated this guy so much. Um, because Hand up. And yeah. up, I did. And I feel, I felt like, I felt like last year, like I felt like I was maybe like one of the higher guys on Kyle Road, and I wasn't even close to high enough. Yeah, and all we've heard is how much better he got during the off season. Um, they were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but Nick, it's just like you said, like it's, um, you know, it seems like from the get go this year he's kind of had like a different mindset and a different mentality. Like we all know he's the captain, but it always felt like he was maybe like that emotional captain or like that, almost like that second coach. But, but now like he's in a spot and he's in a position now where he gets to be that captain on the court. Um, and, and the way that he leads the scoring and the way that um, he distributes the ball. Cause that was always uh, like the strength of, of his, but now it's really in the way that um, he's putting the ball in the bucket. He's also a phenomenal cornhole player. I just want that on the record. And he's a good looking dude. I mean, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. Call spade a spade. Yeah, is. It is what it is. All right. And then the, the championship went over Vermont. Uh, I, the fact that they won all three of these games by double digits. And, and it's funny because they were all close, and then, but just at the end, it was beautiful. You know, as, as a guy who loves running up the score more than any person in the country, uh, this was this was a lot of fun. Uh, but this was the Zach Cleveland show. Uh, his, I guess, you know, coming out party, 21 points, nine rebounds. Uh, got a lot of love nationally uh, from this game. He felt to me like it was like, wow, this guy looks like a pro basketball player. That's yeah, what he happens. He like, got a new haircut and he's a new man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looks like he's got like a next level in him, too. Um, this is his breakout performance for this season. He really came on last season, uh, uh, postseason NIT and, and the conference tournament. Um, but yeah, somebody tweeted that uh, they're they're giving Zach Cleveland the Mayo playbook um or something like that 
And and that was true. Like the way he was like backing down some of those guys, like just one on one. It was fun to watch. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Nick that that won all these games by uh, uh, double digits, covered the spread in each game too. I'd be remiss not to bring that up. Uh, there was definitely a sweat at the end of this game, five and a half, five for others. But it was, as we said, final ten minutes just lights out the way they can control a game lockdown on defense uh because the game was going back and forth the entire time vermont on a run liberty on a run uh but as we've seen final 10 minutes they're just absolutely locked down both sides of the ball and making free throws always important too uh, i think it was only one missed free throw during that uh final run but overall great game another game got to sit down locked in i turned all the football games off uh, even though I have four TVs in my living room, I just went, I'm going to focus in on this game. And it was great to great to enjoy and put a uh, trophy in the trophy case. Uh, question for you boys. Um, I know there's a lot of season left and anything could happen, but does this weekend for Cal Road at least put him in the conversation yes. of the Liberty Mount Rushmore? At least in the conversation. No? It may, maybe if you build a third Mount Rushmore. Okay. <laughs> if he, he if he puts twenty on a game in the middle uh, on a Thursday, the third weekend in March, and they yeah, win, I'm, fine. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, does it does it yeah. take something like that? You think? Yeah. Yeah, he's got to hang twenty. We say Nick. He's close. I mean, right now he's the best player on the forty third best team in the country, and that counts for something. It's a lot different than being the best player on the 250th best mm -hmm. team in the country. Like Liberty's playing at an entirely different level. Uh, it, it's it's some some of it's apples to oranges because yeah. you know would 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 Kyle Road be able to you know be as dominant if 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 he didn't have weapons literally all around him mm -hmm. where you know you have to guard, but at the same time they're playing at a much higher level. They're beating Vermont. And Vermont is really, really good. Like that is a incredible program. Furman is a really, really good program. These are, are, are tough, tough wins. So I don't know. We'll see how it plays out as the season goes on. We'll see if, but if he, if he plays anywhere close to this level all year, he's definitely on the, the Mount Rushmore for me. He's knocking some guys out. He's already got, he's already on, he's already pushing. He's already pushing. Long shots. You want to stick around and talk a little bit more about the CUSA? Sure. I'm not going to pretend like I know a ton about Conference USA basketball, but fake it till you make it, right? You, you just, you just, you add this certain, certain flair. We're going to come right back, talk about uh, a little bit of CUSA, what's going on around the league. Brody people still coming up. But first, a message from Experience Leesburg. It's real Florida, it's old Florida, and it's close to all of the Central Florida attractions, crystal clear natural springs, and one of the largest chain of lakes. The beautiful lakefront city of Leesburg offers the best in outdoor adventures, fishing, and quaint shops and restaurants on historic downtown Main Street. Come visit and see how welcoming a hometown city feels. Experience Leesburg, the way Florida is meant to be. Shout out to Leesburg. We gotta we gotta get a boys trip down there, right? I'm in. I'm in. I'm hoping the bowl game uh, is in Orlando. As you saw from the video, Leesburg is nearby. Someone shipped me a Leesburg shirt. I'm gonna assume it's Chad, 
but there was a, a pack. I swear there was a package. My wife said, you have a package. It says Richie long shots on the package. I open it up and it's a Leesburg, Florida t-shirt. I swear wear it all the time now. So I'm all in all on right. Leesburg. Shout out to Leesburg. We will get there. Promise you that. Chad Hassan, that guy loves to send packages. <laughs> He's one of a kind, one of a kind. I love it. All right, let's, uh, before we do uh, conference juice, let's kind of give you a quick rundown of the upcoming schedule. Uh, Liberty's going to get Maryland Eastern Shore, uh, right? 346 in Kid Palm, like right in the middle of all these tough games. Uh, this is as trap of a trap game as you possibly can have. I don't think Liberty's actually going to have any trouble. It'll be interesting to see how motivated they are uh, when they're going to be 26, maybe even more uh, point favorites in this game. Uh, I feel like we've played them for six years in a row. Seriously. We have. They, they're, they're that classic team when, when uh, conference tournament week starts. And you're like, who's the nine seed in this conference <laughs> I've never heard of? That's where Maryland Eastern Shore is. Yumi's, right? Yeah, UM, UMES. Yumi's, the, yep. They're the Hawks, maybe? Sure. All those schools are the Hawks. All of them. <laughs> that is true. Hey, the Hawks are the Vikings. They are yeah. the Hawks. They are the Hawks out of Princess Anne, Maryland. That's where they're from. Coached by Jason Crafton out of the, the MIAC. So, yeah, looking forward to this uh, big I, – I feel like this is going to be a tough one to cover, right? Like this, this feels like one – this is a tall task, just given the games that they're playing consecutively. I'm – I will pay no mind to this game. Um, if if something drastic happens, I need someone to tweet me or text me if this game is within ten with ten to go, so I can turn it on. Is is the uh, is Ohio State Michigan Saturday? Yes, and <laughs> Alabama Auburn. It's rivalry week. Yes, yeah. So this is this is at the bottom of the list. I I'm not sure any. This probably isn't an ESPN Plus game. I think it is. I don't think we had any games that weren't on TV. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be devastated if this isn't on ESPN Plus. You know I'll it be watching. I, I know college, you will be. That's yeah. college football, man. <laughs> Maybe the biggest regular season game college football history. Ohio State. Nope. Give me Yumi's baby. I, I live in Ohio. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching this. Now I'm worried. I, I got to check this. Quick, what's that number? What's that tiny 70 now between the uh, projected score and the percentage? Uh, th- that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. I mean, they're all similar, so I have no idea what the... I mean, uh... Is that what we're projected to like to be? Like Maryland Eastern Shore is three forty six. We're projected to be seventy. I don't think so because we're forty six right now. I don't uh, know. I'll I didn't know if that was like an old graphic. I'll have to ask. No, this is this is fresh from today. I'll have to ask uh, Lord Kenpom uh, okay. what, uh, <laughs> what that means. Yeah. All right. Let's skip through you, me. Let's get to the this, big one. This yeah. is on ES. Yeah. This is on ESPN Plus. Don't scare right. me. Don't scare me. This will be on ESPN Plus. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, then, of course, FAU and Charleston. Charleston's going to be interesting because that team had high expectations, didn't really play all that well um, in the same tournament as Liberty. Uh, but that'll be uh, um, definitely um, um, an interesting game. Uh, 
Richie, before we get to uh, our guy Brody Peebles, anything else that kind of stands out on the uh, the upcoming uh, non-conference play as uh, the Flames finish up? Um, I'm really looking forward to that that Grand Canyon game. Um, that is going to be a Saturday where there is no college basketball other than Army-Navy. Uh, it is a massive home game. And I'm expecting big things out of the students, out of the fans at Liberty Arena. I saw a great video of the fans at Grand Canyon, the, that student section. They're popping off. They know exactly what to do. They are loud. They're, they're, they're going crazy. And, and I'm hopeful for, for a big game like that, that uh, the, the fans at Liberty, you know, the Jokers are always there getting excited, but I'm hopeful that, you know, the, the run that this team's on, the, the students can recognize it. And as much as I love football, there's two sports going on on the mountain right now that are, are making some noise nationally. There's no reason why that, that can't be packed out uh, on December 9th. Look at this. Our guy, JC, this, he's on it. Predict the number of possessions for the game. Yeah. That makes, that's why the numbers like it similar They're all pretty similar yeah 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 so huh. uh they're expecting yeah. uh the yumis to speed up liberty a little bit more than uh than some other teams so we'll uh the we'll yumis see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see yeah yeah long shots uh let, let's challenge liberty uh let's put the uh the grand canyon uh their their atmosphere put that on on convo the Friday before the game mm -hmm. and let's say you students can't outdo them you can't outdo yeah. them let's challenge them Let's take them on head to head, and uh, I love it. I agree, but uh, thank you. You got Brody coming on next. Can I give my farewell? Yeah, please do. Awesome. You you guys rock. I uh, love getting to listen. Uh, like I said, I was not able to catch a lot of the games, but but and there's so many games going on. Uh, you all do such a good job to to catch us all up uh, and, and give us the inside information and filling us in with Liberty basketball. And uh, anytime you want me to to pop on and chat. I'm uh, more than welcome to, but uh, you guys rock. Love what, love what you're doing. I'm looking forward to this uh, this basketball season. All right, brother. Same with you with the football show. All right, let's bring on you our guys. We'll see you, boys. Brody see Peebles. You. All right, joined now by Brody Peebles. Brody, Liberty, fresh off a win of the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Uh, how we feel it coming back to uh, uh, campus after that uh, that big weekend? Yeah, man, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Uh, played some really good teams. Got some really good wins. And, uh, yeah, man, I just love this team. Love playing with these guys. And it was a lot of fun. Shout out to Joel Vanderpool tuning in. Uh, also has had some success down at the Coastal Carolina HTC Center. Uh, so, so congrats, Brody, on keeping that up. Brody, I wanted to ask you first about that Furman game because it really felt like that set up the whole weekend for you guys. You guys started off really cold, I think one of 11, and then you came in, hit some big shots. I, I don't, I hesitate to say like, like six man because I, I was, I was going back and watching this game. I think you came in like two minutes into the game. So, like, you're not starting, but you're like, you're like right into the game. You're kind of embracing that role. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Furman, we knew coming in that they were really, really good, and uh, they do a lot of really good stuff offensively. So we knew it was going to be a challenge. And, yeah, man, I uh, coming in just trying to do whatever I can do to, you know, help us win. I think, you know, Coach trusts me to shoot the ball and to take, you know, open shots when 
I have them and to be aggressive and, you know, my teammates trust me in that. So, yeah, man, it's just doing, you know, whatever the team needs for that night. So if it's scoring, if it's guarding, if it's rebounding, whatever it is, like trying to do, you know, whatever we need to win. Hey, Birdie, I, I never really uh, played much organized basketball, but what you guys do is so fun to watch. And, um, you know, the way you guys get to the basket, create a shot from the difference between like high school and like travel ball to the college game. Like, where do you where does that confidence go up to be able to like create your own shot that way? Mm hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously it's different. You know, each level is a little different and guys might be yeah. bigger and more athletic. So I think it's uh, I think it's reps. I think it's having confidence in yourself, you know, that, you know, working on the things that you want to do in a game and, and having those reps. And then sometimes you just have to do it in a game, you know, and, and build confidence game to game. So, you know, seeing shots go in or, um, you know, getting that confidence from, you know, a good game or, maybe getting, you know, seeing a few buckets go in. So I think it's, I think it's reps. Then I think it's, you know, kind of trying to apply it, you know, to the game and, and see how it is, you know, and it might be different game to game, but yeah, definitely reps. And then, you know, kind of uh, testing the game, seeing what works and, you know, kind of going from there. All right. So I, I fully ex expect to get the uh, Richie McKay pre-programmed answer here, but you guys got a lot of national love today and others receiving votes. I think it's only the second time, it's ever happened in the history of Liberty basketball. So a huge deal. Um, one publication ranked you guys as the second best mid-major. Uh, John Fanta of Fox Sports had you in the top 25. What does that mean to you, uh, you and the team, I guess, coming back uh, after such a big weekend? Yeah, um, man, it's awesome. And I think uh, definitely cool, you know. Um, it's early in the season, obviously, but. I mean, it's cool. You know, we work really hard and, and do a lot to try to, you know, be ready for the season. So it's definitely cool. But, you know, Coach McKay would definitely want me to say, you know, we got a lot to get better at. Um, got a lot of season left. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, being appreciative and, you know, being uh, knowing it's cool, you know, to get that recognition. But knowing that it's a long season, we got a lot of games, um, a lot of good teams. Our conference is really good. So, you know, seeing it and, and appreciating it, but also knowing like we're not anywhere close to as good as we could be or, you know, as good as we want to be. So. Well, speaking of coach McKay, um, you know, they showed him a lot on TV this, this weekend and uh, he was never smiling uh, <laughs> in any of the, like the cutaways. Um, is he always that intense? Like with you guys? I mean, uh, you know, like not even like, like a smile, like it looked like he was upset that it was too cold to swim in the hotel pool uh, in Myrtle Beach over the weekend. Um, but no, like what, like what's his message to the team after you guys have a a big weekend um, playing some uh, teams that were you know picked to finish at the top of their conference? What's his what's mm -hmm. his communication with y'all? Yeah, I think um, you know kind of some of the stuff that I just said is you know we. Uh, Obviously, you know, we we played well and you know, had some really good moments, but, you know, also, you know, not just being content and where we're at and knowing that uh, there's a lot we can get better at. We didn't play perfect, um, that we still can do things and, and get better at things that are going to help us, you know, later in the season. But, yeah, I think uh, Coach is definitely going to be, um, you know, encouraging us and and knowing that, you know, we played, played pretty well, but, you know, also the realization that, you know, we always have stuff that we can get better at and, 
and know that, you know, that stuff that we need to get better at will help us later in the season. Birdie, uh, uh, against uh, Wichita State, you guys shot 43s. Is that fun to play in a, a team where you have that uh, that freedom? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, uh, obviously, we have a lot of guys that can shoot the ball. We have guys that, you know, even our forwards and, and bigs can can step out and shoot the ball. So, I think it's really fun. Like, I think it's fun to watch, I'm sure, and it, it's fun to play in, you know. When we get, you know, if we touch the paint and get it out, like, we, we have freedom and, and confidence to to shoot those. And um, we have guys that can create their own shots and, and stuff like that. So, it, it's fun, and especially, you know, as a shooter playing for – a coach that that wants to shoot threes and you know entrust his guys to shoot threes. Um, well, not I know that you guys don't look too far ahead, but uh, is there a little bit of uh, a little bit of part of you that's looking forward to that Alabama game uh, later on? Yeah, man. You know, absolutely. I think going back home or being closer to home, of course, have have family be there. Um, it's always a really cool experience. I think last year it was really cool getting to play, um, at, you know, at Alabama, my brother went there, kind of grew up an Alabama fan, you know, my whole life. So it'll definitely be really cool. And it's always good, you know, to be able to have family and, and friends come watch. What was maybe one of the, the biggest challenges, uh, from these, these three games this weekend was there, there one team that between Furman, Wichita, or Vermont that, that, that you really felt was maybe like the, the biggest challenge that you guys were able to overcome? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think I, I can't remember which game, but uh, I might have been Furman, but or Wichita, but foul trouble. And I think um, guys coming in and being able to um, step in when, when guys go down or, or get in foul trouble. And I think over the, you know, the three games, just defensively um, the team's, all really good offensive teams, all um, really good ISO, um, getting the paint, um, had some bigger guards, and, you know, we're a little bit smaller. So I think all of those things are challenges. And then being smaller as, you know, team rebounding is always going to be um, – we have to be really tough and, and disciplined to rebound. So I say all those things because, you know, all those teams are, are really good and, and really well-rounded. So I think it tested us, you know, in a lot of ways. All right, one last question for you, Brody, before we uh, let you get out of here. Appreciate your your time tonight. Cal Road had an incredible mm-hmm. tournament, MVP, uh, back-to-back Conference USA Player of the Weeks. One publication named him Player of the Week nationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach McKay has said like five times, it feels like, at press conferences, he could coach the team. What, what is <laughs> what is it like playing with a guy that, that, that the coach says he could coach the team? Yeah, Um Man, I think just seeing some of the stuff behind the scenes, like Kyle watches a lot of film. Um, coming into a game, he knows everything that a team does. Um, he'll maybe know some of their plays. He'll know how they guard certain actions. And as I think he's just, man, he's just a disciplined, intentional guy. And, you know, just from a leadership standpoint, like the way he encourages, the way he holds accountable, like, you know, all those things, like, you know, nothing gets past him. Like, he, he checks all the boxes. He, you know, dots all the eyes, like, coming into a game. So, you know, when he's on the court, you know, when you have a guy that is, is that prepared and, you know, he's been here for, you know, five years and has a lot of experience. So, you know, guys listen to him. And he's had success here and, and won a lot of games, so it's kind of hard not to. So, yeah, man, I think, you know, when he's on the court, it gives, gives everyone confidence. Well, Brody, appreciate your 
time you're off to an incredible start this season yourself. Hey, sir, 40, thank you. 44% from three. So keep it up. Yeah. We're looking forward to uh, uh, watching the guys against uh, back at home, back at Liberty Arena on Saturday, and then uh, uh, a big tournament uh, down in Florida after that. So take care, Brody. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Thanks. All right. Well, that was Brody Peebles. Uh, we're going to be right back after a quick word from Jason Porter Real Estate. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Jason Porter. I'm with Legacy Realty and Development, and it's been a, a great partnership here with Sea of Red lately. Uh, I was with Liberty Athletics as the Associate Athletic Director for Sports Medicine, so took care of all of the uh, healthcare needs and coordinated that with a fantastic staff at Liberty um, in the athletic department, of course, for about uh, five or six years and then uh, moved into real estate full time and uh, with Legacy Realty and Development. And uh, it's just been a great pleasure to continue to stay connected with my Liberty University uh, family and the athletics family as well. I've been enjoying serving them. Uh, a lot of the um, graduate assistants and some of the staff that I hired has come back now and has uh, been using me for residential services, which I really appreciate. But certainly do residential real estate as far as buying and selling of homes, of course. And then also uh, we have a strong commercial presence as well. So commercial real estate, um, obviously very, very different animal than is residential. But uh, whether it's buying and selling commercial uh, properties or uh, just the leasing of properties, we can help with that as well. So it's uh, been a great uh, opportunity to service our commercial clients as well. And then certainly on the investment front, too, a number of um, folks who have discovered the power of passive income through real estate and investing in real estate with rental properties or fix and flips, those kind of things. And so great joy to, um, to serve my clients in that capacity as well. The uh, other thing that I would add too is just a very, very full Rolodex at this point of contractors and subs and just different professional contacts that I've made through the years. So if I can ever provide any of those folks to you and all of a sudden you need a plumber or an electrician or a contractor to build your deck, whatever, I'd certainly be glad to give you access to that Rolodex and those references as well. Because a lot of times it's not exactly who you know, it's uh, who you know that knows how to do the job well. And so I would be glad to provide those services for you as well. So love Flames Nation, love taking care of um, my Liberty uh, family. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, my contact information is all right here on the screen. And I would love to be uh, a service to you and yours. Thanks so much. You think Jason can get me a contractor in Eastern North Carolina to replace some windows? I hope so. I, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything Jason Porter can't do. Like that's, I, I agree I with mean, that. He's he's doing the guy's football. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, he's everywhere. He's ever appreciate Jason Porter has always uh, been a, a loyal supporter of a Sea of Red and this podcast. You know, allowing us to do stuff like this and you know, John and Chad and uh, Zach and and. Uh, uh, Richie and Christian and everyone who's doing stuff with the Sea of Red and just uh, uh, it's, it's a good time to be a Liberty fan. Well, I don't know why John and Chad let us do this. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I still don't, I still don't know, but we'll keep riding it out as long as we can, right? Yeah, that's right. Just, just started this on a whim on a like Tuesday night. Let's, let's go. I got a basketball on. question for you, Nick. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I saw something you retweeted, um, from Shot Quality. And I was going to get you to speak to it a little bit. Liberty is third in the country with a 1.12 SQPPP. That's the stat. Points per possession. Can you break that down a little bit? How does that compare to uh, 
like a Liberty team from last year. Um, what's an average? What? Why is that a good thing for us? I love how you know what PPP is. Like if I I have <laughs> I have infiltrated enough that you know what PPP is. You've influenced uh, me a lot. I love it. I love it. Uh, so I mean, anything one and above is good. Like one one point possession is kind of like the 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 goal i guess you want to be at um last year i'm looking up last year it says last year i don't know exactly when they're 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 doing that last year it said liberty was at 112 liberty was really high last year but the what they're talking about is um uh so points per possession you know we know is uh um, you know, how many points you're, you're getting per possession. And then the shot quality point per possession is, is that same number, but it, it's not, it's not factoring in if you made the shot or not, it, it's factoring in how the quality of the shot. So it, it's it, what shot quality is trying to do is in, instead of just being results, results based, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're basing it off of, of that because that's going to be what's sustainable. Uh, and that's why last year when Liberty lost to Kennesaw State in the championship, they said Liberty should have won the game by 15. Well, if you just look at the game, Darius McGee went 0 for 11 from three. That's not going to happen. And, and so it, it's a good way, I guess, to measure predictively what's what's going forward. But th- that's what's important about that stat is is that Liberty's 5-0 start isn't fluky. That that's what that's yeah. what to me that that stat means because you can you can win you know five games. And, you know, you, you, you had some guys make some shots that they shouldn't have. Liberty took good shots. And I think if you're, you don't need necessarily some super advanced analytics to tell you watching you Liberty, they were playing great basketball. They were, they were passing the ball. They were sharing the ball. Uh, Colin Porter, uh, didn't never turn the ball over like all weekend. Uh, that, that's, that, that's good habits that are going to lead to the better results and shot quality kind of quantifies it. And it's a nice way to kind of back up what we're seeing is, is uh, the reality is kind of the best way to uh, look at it, in my opinion. JVP yeah. said he thought it was a government subsidized COVID loan. <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> uh, let's talk some conference USA Liberty up to 43rd and Ken Palm. Music to my ears. This is a good conference, Will. Um, I try to watch as much as I can. Um, couple teams that, that, that stood out um utep uh, i probably won't stay awake uh for the game tonight uh, they play at like 1 a.m i might fall asleep to it uh but they play they play cal that's going to be a really good cal's uh, you know one of the bottom, bottom teams of the pac 12 but they're they're favored in that game um utep started 2-0 and had a really a nice win over santa barbara i think they're picked to win their league they beat them by like 13 points uh and then they also beat austin p um, so UTEP's off to a nice start. They're moving up. They're trending in the right direction. Of course, Louisiana Tech, as mentioned with um, um, Rocco earlier, they just got their waiver approved uh, for uh, uh, Bacho, uh, 6'11 center from Texas Tech originally. Before that, was at somewhere somewhere good, and he said he's had a couple transfers, but uh, he is an absolute beast. Um, he's going to be a guy that that is is going to be the ultimate rim protector. So he's he takes Louisiana Tech ceiling and makes them them quite a bit higher. Uh Western Kentucky, 
they're also uh, they they had a really nice win over Murray State on the road. Uh, they hadn't beaten Murray State in a long time. Um, Sam Houston State, uh, they have played some. They, they've had a lot of tough losses. They lost to Utah Valley. That was a team that went pretty far in the NIT last year in overtime. They lost um, to Oklahoma State, but they were in that game to the end. And they just lost to Ole Miss by three points, so they're playing well. And then FIU, this was a team that was pit, that was last in Ken Palm last week. They've moved up a little bit. They haven't they haven't won. They've only won one game. But look at some of these results. They only lost to Miami by six points at Miami. Miami is a top, I think, 15 team in the country. Uh, they just lost a heartbreaker to uh, Akron yesterday by six points. They were leading that game throughout. Akron is a top 100 team. Uh, so FIU is also a team that's playing well. Basically, I, I, I somehow hope to say this. There's not going to be, there's not going to be a, a Central Arkansas <laughs> in this league. There's going to be no gimmies. Every game, any game Liberty wins on the road in Conference USA this year is going to be a good win. It's going to be a win that, and I'll, I'll I'll say it. There's not a single team in this league that I think Liberty is a sure thing going on the road and winning against. And I think this Liberty team is great. Yeah, I I do too. Um, I don't know. I have not watched much Conference USA. I've been following Sam Houston State a little bit. Um, there's a, a transfer on that team that I know personally. So just by the kind of just watching um, the way he's been playing and and um, just I mean you said they you said they've had some close losses. How about they lost uh, by three to Ole Miss in Oxford, lost by five to Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Uh, lost to Utah Valley. That was in Huntsville on a neutral court. They even had a home home game yet. So um, even though they're not winning, I still think they're going to be a really good team. Yeah, and, and Jacksonville State is last. I, I've said it before. You know, uh, uh, Kiki Tandy transfer from the Big East. He can really score. So all, all these teams are are, uh, are are really capable. It's going to be a fun league. I can't wait. And I love that you play everyone at your place you play everyone at their place there's none of these you play Kennesaw State one time you get to you get to have it both ways um yeah I can't wait for conference they play but we still got a lot of great games left in the uh the non-con uh here's what's kind of coming up at CUSA this week not a whole lot of games obviously with Thanksgiving uh UTEP as mentioned they're in that tournament um that's a super late game I think 11 30 is wrong I feel like it's later than that uh, but a couple games on Tuesday that are uh, tomorrow that are that are good. Uh, Middle Tennessee, they're going to be play uh, taking on UAB at home. UAB is a top 100 team, so a really good chance for them. Hopefully to to maybe get a huge win for the conference. New Mexico State, they're kind of having an interesting team. They got all they got like a team full of transfers. Um, they got a nice comeback win on Saturday, not against a really good team, Northern Colorado, I believe, but they did come back from like like 15 down to win that game. Uh, they're taking on a top 150 team in Fresno State uh, in a tournament. Um, and then uh, New Mexico State, they're going to get another crack against that Louisville team that, that's kind of uh, uh, kind of the, the punching bag of college basketball right now. Uh, they'll get a, get a shot at them. And then FIU going to face our, uh, our old pals uh, at Kennesaw State. Um, that's on Sunday. So that's kind of what's coming up in Conference USA this week. Um, we're going to try to come back next week. We haven't nailed it down yet. Uh, Talk about that UMES game. I mean, we got to really just have a whole. <laughs> you really got to do a deep dive. I mean, we might do. It might be two and a half hours. I mean, you know, uh, but now <laughs> I'm sure it'll be more talking about the uh, the FAU and, and Charleston tournament, kind of previewing that. But uh, 
yeah uh will any uh any final thoughts before we uh we wrap this bad boy up no just overall i mean it was just a great weekend um between football and basketball and you know really thought going into the tournament uh, we're playing some really good mid-major teams we'll be it'll be great if we get a win um much less to to sweep the tournament and sweep all undefeated teams um that's pretty great and you know household mid-major names i guess um other than that um i'm gonna be going to the uh football championship game uh friday december 1st looking forward to to going it's gonna be a late night for me uh driving up for the game driving back after the game uh three and a half hours (laughs) so i think i'm i might be crazy for doing that it'll be way past my bedtime but um I think that's the game where we play. Uh, who do we? There is a basketball game that day, so uh, Charleston. So I won't be um, watching too much of that one, but I'll probably be listening to a while on the radio uh, on the way home if I can find a replay of it. And that's on Flow Hoop, so probably not going to be a whole Ooh. lot of people watching that on uh, the Devils Network Flow Hoops. Uh, but uh, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to some of these games coming up. Looking forward to UMES. It'll be interesting to see the team at home. Um, not, not going to have a whole lot of, uh, 28 point spreads this season. So, uh, he kind of, kind of flashback to the old a sun, a sun days. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this Liberty accomplished this weekend more than they've done in most years in the entire non-conference. Uh, I mean, this was like, a, what yeah. they did, they, they got a whole non-conference, uh, slate of wins in, 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 uh, four days, uh, three games in four days. So. Uh, this is just a huge, huge stepping stone for this this program for the season. Uh, I think, um, you know, I, I think kind of coming into the tournament, will I kind of viewed this team ceiling as a team that I think could could win Conference USA, get to the tournament, you know, maybe sneak a win. But it, it felt like getting a win. It felt like just getting the tournament would have been like like the ceiling. I think this is a team that could get to the tournament and actually win a game. Maybe two. Maybe two. Oh. Come on. I'm drinking drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Start preaching. All right. Well, for Will, for uh, Rocco Miller, thanks, Rocco, for coming on. Uh, Thanks, Brody Peebles. Thanks, our guy, Richie Longshot, coming on last-minute notice. Uh, Thanks to our our partners, Ironclad Coffee, Jason Porter Real Estate, and Experience Leesburg. I mean, really, you got your your spot for coffee, Ironclad Coffee. You got your, your, your place for real estate, Jason Porter Real Estate. And when you need a vacation from that home, you go to Leesburg, right? I mean, you got it all right there. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great week. Go Flames. Go Flames.